You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Leads it a half a length on Kango. In the trail crew, Goldtown Road into it three wide. Self-assured pushed off the track and hitting the rest is Mossdale Ben, but the top dog turns for home. It's Akuta leading it a length on Kango. Coming on wider is Old Town Road. Akuta a length to Old Town Road. Krug the far side, but he's finding Akuta. He's two lengths clear from Old Town Road and Krug, it's Akuta's Kaikota Cup, Akuta by two and a half, beat Old Town Road and Krug third across. One of the stars of New Zealand racing, of course, Chris Barsby's followed him from the early days when he showed a lot of brilliance and he's carried that through as an older horse, unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, the horse has suffered a setback, and Nathan Purden uh, was able to get, uh, send me a text earlier as Chris Barsby joins us. I'll just read it to you. He said, look, Steve, he pulled the shoe in track work, almost fell down. In doing so, struck his tendon on the way through and not sure how long he will need off yet, but we'll scan the leg again in two weeks' time, and that will tell us. But, Chris, uh, he was so looking forward to seeing him run in Melbourne, maybe against Leap to Fame in the Hunter Cup. Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. It's bitterly disappointing news for everyone because it would have been the first time that we've seen a cooter on Australian soil building towards that Hunter Cup. He was due to arrive in Australia next week. I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday with his stable mate. Don't stop dreaming, but due to this really unfortunate accident, he's going to be out of action for quite some time. And there's also a little bit of doubt that I'm hearing we may not see him again. So obviously that, that scan in a couple of weeks is going to be crucial, but uh, it's really, really disappointing news that uh, he could be out of action for, for quite some time, if not uh, for, forever. Now, as far as Don't Stop Dreaming is concerned, Steve, they're, they're pushing on. So instead of having both Akuta and Don't Stop Dreaming in Melbourne, Don't Stop Dreaming is definitely coming over. So it'll be interesting to see if they change their plans. Originally, he was going to start in the four-year-old Bonanza race as he pushes towards the chariots. They may now start in the Hunter Cup, given the big prize money difference, and now Akuta's out of action. So it will be interesting to see which path they take with Don't Stop Dreaming. We talked about Leap to Fame's appearance at Albion Park, clearly a highlight on uh, Saturday night. But anything else at this stage going through the fields, even WA tomorrow night at Gloucester? Uh, WA's got a, a, a nice meeting and uh, we'll talk more with Matty Young about that. Uh, a couple of nice ones stepping out in Sydney over the weekend. Uh, that that trotting free-for-all, the night pistol, Steve, at Ballarat on, on Cup Night Saturday night, that, that's the race of the weekend. That is an absolute cracker. Just believe, back-to-back into Dominion champ, clean sweeping the last two series. He steps out, uh, drawn a little bit wide. He's clearly the horse to beat, but... Um, this is going to be a very interesting race. Many of these horses aiming towards the Great Southern Star. That big feature will take place on Hunter Cup night, so early February. But, uh, yeah, that, that's the race of the weekend, the night pistol. Excellent. Our first guest, Paul Alice, is joining us. Well, as you know, Steve, it's a busy time of the year because yearling sales are now in full swing. We've just seen the magic millions take place. And as far as the harness sales are concerned, between now and March, there's so many sales taking place. APG are about to kick off. They'll start in, in Queensland here next week, Sunday week, so it's fast approaching. Uh, there's the Sunshine Stars. There's the NZB sale as well. Reckliffe have got their sale, so there's a lot of action going on. Paul Ellis, he's been a, uh, a valued uh, part of APG for a long time, and he's been kind enough to join us this morning. Paul, good morning. 
Morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm really well. It's a busy time of the year for so many, but it's exciting at the same time because a lot of people are going into the unknown. I'm sure you're looking forward to it. I love it. I love it, mate. Uh, seeing the new stock uh, um, being displayed and um, trying to pick out a trying to pick out a future winner is always a challenge. Yeah, no doubt about it. Steve just mentioned Leap to Fame, the Inter-Dominion champ. He's back in action on Saturday night at Albion Park and that's probably the best advertisement for the upcoming APG sale because he's a graduate of your sale. Oh, that's right. I mean, it just shows you, doesn't it? Like, it, it cost uh, something like 47000 He's won $1.8 million or something and and there's a lot more to come. I mean, yeah. you don't get you don't get that all the time, but you've got to be a chance to get it. Yep. Owners want winners in particular. They want big race winners. So just talking about Leap to Fame in the Inter-Dominion, how many Inter-Dominion winners have come from your APG sales? Well, I don't know. I can't remember what happened yesterday, but um, uh, I know uh, Smolder. I remember Smolder. I backed it. It won uh, Smooth Satin from Bathurst, uh, Golden Rain, Wiana uh, Warrior. All tough horses too, you know this. Yeah, all great horses. Yeah. Yeah, Golden Rain was my favourite horse. So what can you tell us about the Queensland catalogue for 2024? It, it looks outstanding. I've scanned through the, the, the book itself. Would you agree it, it's a great catalogue? I, I went through it too, and, and I just—it's hard to find fault with any, any of the the breeding. Um, I think it's an outstanding catalogue, to be honest with you. Probably one of the best I've seen. Mm. Of the eighty-five lots that are to be presented, fifty-five are out of race winners, forty-five are out of winner producers. So that's impressive. Um, that's right, Chris. I think the vendors have been outstanding in the selection of stallions to mares. Um, it, it just make, makes the book look so so good. It, it's some of those some of those mares like it's you wouldn't think like that mares of that quality would be on sale in Queensland. You'd expect it to be in Melbourne or somewhere, but it's here in our own state. With, with sires that are straight off the track, more or less. Mm. So it's coming up Sunday week, January 28, taking place at the Magic Millions Complex down there on the Gold Coast at Bundle. And just talking about their recent thoroughbred sales, are you buoyed by their their results over the past uh, fortnight? Oh, yeah, well, it shows there's, there's money around and uh, uh, we hope... Hopefully their bank managers haven't stopped their credit and um, they've got something for the harness sites. But uh, really it's a, a, a different, obviously different interest. But uh, no, I think we usually have a good good run after the sale, after the thoroughbred sales. Yeah. 85 lots catalogued. 81 of those are, are eligible for the Kibbred scheme. Th that, that's really impressive because uh, that's just so crucial to owners getting bang for their buck. Oh, you're right, Chris. Uh, it is crucial. If they're not Kibbred eligible, you can't expect to get 
top prices because, well, there's just so much to gain by being Q-bred. Everywhere I go to all the sales around Australia, every time I'm there, people come up to me and, and talk about how good the Q-bred the Q-bred scheme uh, is. Even yeah, from Perth, they talk about it. Okay, so it is very appealing—a fourteen thousand dollars first win bonus—and uh, if they've got that Q-bred uh, stamp on on the rump uh, when they're presented on sales day, it's going to stand out. Oh, that's right. It's Q-bred's it, it, everything. Like uh, when David Bricks started that uh, concept, I think it regenerated Queensland harness racing. I mean, it, it's life-changing for a lot of owners. They don't, don't have horses to race at the elite level, but he's given out over, well, almost $4 million. Now, a lot of that's gone to the lesser, or, or less than elite horses. And yeah. as I say, life-changing. Yeah, it's a good point. So that's crucial. So 81 of the 85 lots are eligible for the Q-bred scheme. What about the attached race series? Uh, what, what are they likely to be racing for? If you purchase a horse next week, next year, what are they going to be lining up for? Well, they'll line up for $100,000 for the Colts and Gellings, 100000 separate race for the Phillies. That's a minimum. That's the minute. That's guaranteed that. And because we're not for profit, if the sales go bigger, then there'll be more, more put in. But at the moment, the base is 100000 uh, for each sex. OK, so there could be some more cream on top there. We'll wait and see. So, Paul, tell me, how do owners or potential owners go about registration, finding a catalogue, travel and accommodation needs? Is that available? Oh, yeah, all the catalogues are available. Uh, they're available on request or uh, garrards. Uh, shops have them, uh, the race clubs have them, uh, or if you get hold of the office, uh, 042 uh you'll be uh, easily accommodated for that sort of stuff. All right. And what about those that, that can't make it to the sale? Is there online and telephone bidding available? Oh, yeah, yes. Now, just on that, you just obviously, you just can't get on the phone and ring up and buy a $60,000 horse. You've got to register with the office and you've got to make sure your credit's right and you'll get a, a code and then you're in business. You can right. sit on the booth and ring through your bids if you like. All right, eh? well, that's all important. You've got to be registered if you're going to be buying a horse there next week. Looking at the list of vendors, uh, there's some very loyal clients that are going to be well represented again next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. People that have been with us for, well, Burwood, for instance, have been with us forever. You've got Traxian, you've got Monarch. Um, you've, you've got people that have stood by us for years and years. Mm. And it's good to see. Uh, that they're satisfied customers. Yep, yep. excellent. Uh, 85 lots, so we've got Pacers and a Trotter, but you've got some of the very best and most exciting stallions represented as well. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, it's it's is excellent variety. Uh, the the vendors, as I say, are they're offering a good mixture of tried and new sires. Um, it, it looks really really good. It looks outstanding to me. That I, I think there's something there for everyone. You know. All right, first season size, they're represented, including Tall Dark Stranger, Captain Midnight and Ride High. So I'm sure there's going to be great anticipation expected with those sort of stallions. Oh, for sure. For sure. Tall Dark Stranger, Captain Midnight, beautifully bred Captain Midnight. Um, and Ride High, what an exciting horse he was in Victoria. Yep, I, I, uh, it's... All organs for a great sale. All right. Well, as I said, I've gone through the catalogue. So there was a couple that jumped off the page at me, and I'm going to mention a few, uh, and you can tell me what you think. There's the the really close relation to the unbeaten New Zealand star filly Millwood Nike, so that's a stay hungry. There's a half-brother to the Group 1 uh, Q-bred triad winner from last year, Quick Change. That's a, a, a cult by four a reason. There's the Sweet Lou Laughing Lily cult. And the only trotter in the sale by Southwind Frank out of Swede Dream. She's by Varenne. So they were a few that jumped off the page for, for me, but I'm sure you could just come up with a, a completely different list uh, in your own right. Well, that's true. Uh, I've got to be careful. I don't want to get anyone on side. But, um, <laughs> if you open up the catalogue and you start off and you get... I got to the lot one. And it's, and it's a half to jiggle and jive. I remember your call of the race when it won a group one. Yeah. I mean, um, and that was the first one. The next was a McWicked and the next was a rock and roll hat. And it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just amazed at uh, what the vendors have done, you know. Yeah. Jiggle and jive, that was Nathan Dawson's first group one for memory as well. So there you go. Yeah. Where do we find all the information? Uh, all the info uh, is at, um, in our catalogues if you, when you grab one of them or if you ring that number I said before, 042 39 we'll get you set. All right. Well, it's going to be a, uh, an exciting time, busy time. It all kicks off next Sunday down there at the Gold Coast Magic Millions Complex at Bundle. It's going to be a big day, no doubt about it. I noticed you were in the winner's circle earlier this week as well, Paul. Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> all, all money's gratefully received. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, is that horse that you race, Western Action, is it a half to Kid Montana? It sure is. It sure is. That's why I bought it. Okay. And we couldn't get it going. For We tried for two years to get it to pace. And then all of a sudden, the penny dropped. And, and away it went. Uh, it's just interesting to see what perseverance does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's to plenty more winners. Go on. Yeah, I should say that... Um, that's uh, online too. I, I, I keep not being computer literate as I should be. It's on uh, AP Gold. Um, if you go to AP Gold on the uh, internet, uh, you'll find all the details as well. All right. Plus, we'll, we'll look at. 
We'll look it up for sure. We'll find that through the uh, the, the Google uh, app uh, as well. I really appreciate the time and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully uh, hear plenty of good stories coming out of uh, next weekend. There'll be plenty, mate, yeah. Paul Alice joining us this morning, Chris. Uh, our next guest is on standby, David Moran. I just want to mention a broadcaster, Chris. Of course, you follow Australasian racing or New Zealand harness racing very closely. And I speak of Tony Lee. Now, Tony was a terrific harness broadcaster, then graduated into the thoroughbreds, and he calls his last meeting uh, at Wellington. Of course, that big Trentham meeting, the Wellington Cup on the weekend, uh, Tony Lee. He's now 65 years of age, and we're going to try and chat with him tomorrow morning. He'd be a fascinating chat. He's caught a lot of good harness horses, Steve. When when they kicked off with uh, the Jules concept in New Zealand, uh, he, he was doing a lot of the calling for uh, for Jules Day. So that brought about the best of the best in New Zealand and uh, he's caught a lot of great horses, both codes as well. Uh, so that'll be an interesting chat because he's been a, a stalwart of New Zealand racing for a long time. Yeah, well, I'm just hoping to make contact with him now, uh, Tony Lee. So hopefully T. Lee, as they call him in New Zealand, his last meeting will be very emotional for him at Wellington. On the weekend. But it's Canina Provima giving a huge side. 27.9 in the third quarter. It's Canina Provima in front into the straight. Curly James about six metres away into the clear now. Canina Provima in front. Coming after it, Curly James. Canina Provima three metres. Curly James getting close. He's diving the fave. Will he get there? Oh, made it close. It made it very close. Canina Provlima or Curly James is putting the big dive right on the line. They've come away from... Chris Barsby's about to speak to third. David Moran. And, uh, Chris, that reminds me, uh, or brings um, into my, my head with Lachlan Varart. Whatever happened to him in the States? Lachlan Varart. Uh, well, he, he's still up there and uh, he's not racing at the moment, but uh, I'm sure he's still still going he hasn't been retired I, I don't think david might be able to update yeah. us but um yeah we'll find out we'll david find moran out. how are you dave yeah good thanks guys thanks for having me on any news free lock and bar right up there no 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 not a lot at all mate we we're only sort of talking about this the other day things have gone gone quite quiet over there um uh as you sort of run out kevin and and um and shane and Lauren Pitt, and they're always generally quite public with, uh, with social media, but I, I haven't sort of seen anything for a while. Yeah, it's been very quiet. Now, tell me, we just replayed Curly James winning last week, the Shepparton Cup. Just for our listeners, is that the worst angle in the world as far as, uh, you know, Sky Channel, the way it's set up? Because some of those finishes, uh, there was that trot race earlier in the card last week, and even that race, you, you would have swore that Canina Provlima was going to do enough, and then... You've got the bob. Did you think you won when you crossed the line? I did on the line. Um, I was still, you know, I was still up, up in the air a tiny little bit, but, but sort of if I was to have it, yes, I thought I'd probably just gotten there. Um, obviously knowing the track quite well and it favours that outside runner, uh, you know, it's a big help. Okay, so you've obviously got to bring those outside horses up a fair way if you're watching off the, uh, off the monitor. Yeah, definitely, yeah. If you sort of get them to the middle of the track or towards the outside... Um, yeah, it's quite a decent angle, that's for sure. All right. Just tell me a bit more about Curly James. Uh, he, he's basically come from nowhere, but he's got a really good record. He's banked more than 200,000 now. He's won 12 from 36. H how do you rate this horse? Yeah, he's one of them fellas, Chris. He, he, he just seems to get better every time. Um, you know, he never really raced at two. Um, just taking a little bit of time to mature and, you know, even in his gates, um, you know, he was quite a hard horse to get gated up from what I'm told um, early on. So, um, 
he's just one of them horses. He's just got better with age and better with time. Um, yeah, he, he's quite a willing horse. He, he'll sit on any speed and, and peel off. Um, the other night probably probably didn't. Yeah, it wasn't his best run. Um, you know, on face value, we we sort of put a little cord on him just sort of get him to settle a little bit, and he really resented that. So, um, you know, I think on his normal terms, he, he sort of probably would have won a fair bit more convincingly, but he's a horse on the rise, and, you know, he keeps taking that next step, and, you know, while he keeps doing that and keeps, keeps sort of adjusting to that grade, he, he could make quite a nice horse. All right. Are they going to push towards the Hunter Cup? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, that's the plan. You know, we sort of considered Ballarat this week, but... Uh, we sort of set in plan that Shep would be his first up assignment with Miss Ballarat and then possibly go Casey Classic and then into the Hunter Cup or would just go straight to the Hunter Cup. So, um, yeah, like when, the, when the noms first come out, we sort of spoke about Ballarat, but we'll stick to a plan and it seems to be working. It seems to have worked in the past with him, so we'll stick to that and press on to a Hunter Cup. All right. I don't want to get too far down the track, but a uh, uh, Sydney campaign for the Miracle Mile, it, 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 has that been mentioned? And how do you think he'd go on that big track up there? Yeah, it's definitely been mentioned. That was probably um, that was probably the main target, you know, before the Hunter Cup. We thought we'd give him a go through some of these country cups, and then you know, if he if he aims up to them, he'll go to the Hunter Cup, and then towards the Miracle Mile. I think I think the track up there would would really really shoot him down the ground, if not probably better than the tracks down here. Okay, well that's Curly James. So the horse you beat there last week, Kanina Provlima, you've picked up the drive on him on Saturday night in the Ballarat Pacing Cup. Can he go one better? Yeah, I think he can. Look, it's it's one of them races. Um, early gate speed's going to depend on a lot of things there, and and he's shown last week that he can quite he can fly the arm quite quickly. So if he's to um, yeah, if he's to find the front and, and there's not a heap of heap of pressure there early, and that that leads on. You know, steady enough. I think he's going to be. It's going to be a horse that's going to take a bit of running down again. Really, you've got some of the main dangers off the back row, and you know, catch away is first up. He's obviously a horse that uh, you know how much ability he's got, but he is a horse that can also uh, catch a few off guard and, and put in that one little run here and there. Um, you know, where he might not be quite as good at the sharp as what he can be at some other times. So, um, yeah, I, I think he can definitely go one better. It's just depends what happens early. All right, Serge Blanco's an early scratching. Does that help or hinder your chances? Uh, yeah, I thought Serge Blanco would probably cross on the front and, and probably let us go. So it probably probably hindered it to a to a small degree. But like I said, he, he got out quite well last week, so there's, there's no reason why if he gets out that good again, he, he might be able to find the front again this week. All right, catch a wave. He's fresh up and he's drawn on your outside. He's coming into this race off a really good trial on Monday night at Melton. But he, he is beatable here first up, isn't he? Oh, I think so, yeah. He, he's a great horse, and, and Andy's a master trainer. Um, you know, he, he always he always seems to uh, get him ready for the right races. But, yeah, I think he, you know, if, if the sort of if the race unfolds where we can get a decent enough lead and, and catch away, he's got to do a bit of work. He, that's where he can be a little bit vulnerable, as we've seen in the past. So... It depends how they want to drive him. You know, they might go back and drive him with a sit, and that's probably that's probably where he's been the most lethal over the longer trips. Is when he is set up. So, um, yeah, it depends what they sort of do there. Ballarat Pacing Cup, your drive, Kanina Prov Lemmer. I've got to ask, have you received any sort of update on Ladies in Red? The star mare is is she close to a return? Uh, no, I haven't received any updates. Um, I'll catch up with Emma and Clayton uh, over the weekend. Um, we're sort of always quite busy, so it's hard to catch them. 
too often, but I'd imagine she'd be in, in full swing and, and just about ready to go. I, I know a couple of the other mares um, will be getting will be getting a fair bit closer, and we've got them Sydney campaign just around the corner, so I'd imagine she'll be she'll be just about ready to rock and roll. Yeah, you'd be excited about sitting uh, behind her again, surely. Yeah, she's she's a great horse. She's um, yeah, she's very special to me. She's she's not very often you get to drive that sort of mares throughout your career, and um, I've been lucky enough to be pretty closely associated with her, so it's it's been terrific. All right. Well, appreciate the time this morning. Uh, good luck on the weekend with Kanina Provlima, and good luck with Curly James going forward as well. No worries, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. There's Dave Moran joining us. So, uh, won the Shepparton Cup, beat Kanina Provlima. This week he drives Kanina Provlima, hoping to get the job done there on Saturday night, Steve. Yes, I'll have a look at the latest Miracle Mile market in a moment with the tab. But Matty Young is joining us, of course. We touched on the West, and uh, let's have a chat to him now. Good morning, Matt. Good morning to you, Steve. Hello, Chris. Matty, good morning. How are we? Very well. Are you calling Pinjarra today? No, no, not calling Pinjarra today. Just going there to do social media. Okay. Are you at Bustleton tomorrow night? Yes, I'll be at Bustleton tomorrow night. Yeah, it's a cool little track, Bustleton. So I'll be tuning in for that coverage tomorrow night. What about at Gloucester Park tomorrow night? Big card, 10 races tomorrow night. We've got a number of good races programmed. What's the highlight for you? Yeah, look, I think um, there's there's definitely uh, the, the heats of the Knights of Thunder are really exciting to look at because uh, 18 horses are going around and with the concept of the race is that the quickest nine horses will get through to the final next week um, on Australia Day and it's a really even sort of field of horses. They're all very talented and uh, there's a couple of newcomers there, Jaws of Lincoln, who reads up pretty well from South Australia and uh, Celestia Matuka, who's uh, come across from Victoria, who's been, who's been pretty good as well. So, look, I think um, both of those horses are, are creating a lot of interest on that program mm -hmm. as well as the return of ideal agents for team bond who's very smart and he looks mm -hmm. to have a really good chance in the free fall event as well so all in all it's a, it's a pretty good meeting and 10 races i, I thought the uh, the meeting was pretty hard to sort of decipher a best bet you've got a feature trot race there tomorrow night too and it's a sprint race uh, is there a standout in that or are your trotters over there fairly evenly graded um, look, Patch is, he's been probably the um, standout horse in the Trotters ranks for a long period of time here in WA. And he's he's actually got an awful record from an inside draw where he's galloped a few times. So I think Connections will be a little bit disappointed that they've drawn one, if you could believe that. So um, that race becomes really interesting. Tricky Rick trolled up really well for Gary Hall Sr. And... Uh, also, uh, Al Sozo's won 10 of 12 for Barry Howlett. So, it's a nice field. That race, I'm actually going to tip some value. I thought Love of Flair, number two, who won this race this time last year, I thought was a really decent chance. So, you could get around the 7 or $8 mark. And I thought if Patch did things wrong, Love of Flair's the leader. Love of Flair led and won this race last year, and she's going just as good again. So, uh, that's how I, I saw the Trotter Sprint. Matt, I was keen to ask you, what's that race, the free-for-all, a couple of weeks ago with these two rivals, uh, Minstrel and Laverage Joe, and Laverage Joe fired off the arm, led, appeared to be bolting, and then what happened? Did he did he choke down or go... What was the story there with him that night? Minstrel ended up going on to win. 
Yeah, uh, look, uh, Laverjo over race once he got to the top, and then he um, yeah pretty much choked himself down. So that was that was basically what happened there, and um, he just fired across and went to the lead. So I think um, they'll look at different ways to drive him going forward um, and maybe look at some gear alterations. But from all reports that he pulled up okay and he's okay. And um, at the same time, Minstrel's performances have been really good since coming back. Okay. So you've tipped us, uh, Love of Flair, there each way in that Trotters feature tomorrow night. Race five, number two. Where's your best bet? Uh, we'll go race seven, number two, Zephra. I'm not 100% sure that the front will be there, but... She's been racing really well, and I thought she'd be able to win this race, race seven, number two, Zephra. And my original best bet when I saw the fields come out was race nine, number one, Nullarbor Navajo. So maybe if you want to have a double into those two, they're the two to play with into the meeting. But, yeah, I think it's a pretty fascinating meeting. There's a lot of interest throughout the night, so it could be some value around all right, so race seven, number two, Zephyra. Race nine, number one, Nullarbor, Navajo. And we'll take that each way tip in the trot. Race five, number two, Lover Flair. So that's GP tomorrow night with ten races. Bustledon, you're off there tomorrow night. Seven races there? Yeah, absolutely looking forward to it. The uh, culmination of the season. The Bustledon Cup should be a good crowd. And we've had horrendous hot weather this week in Perth and... It's just been awful. So uh, really looking forward to going to Bustleton, where I think it's going to be a cool 24 degrees tomorrow night and um, we'll probably drop down a little bit colder than that. But, yeah, really looking forward to getting there. How bad was that storm? We lost the last race, didn't we, last Friday? Yeah, it was intense. Um, I was in Bustleton for last Friday, so I didn't actually see it. Um, but from a, a lot of reports from the trainers and drivers is they've never seen lightning like that um, at a race meeting or a lot of them have said they've never seen lightning like that just full stop so um, yeah it was pretty hectic from all reports and a lot of areas around Perth got absolutely um, they received a deluge uh, in in certain areas so yeah it was it was really just came out of nowhere basically because it was 40 degrees during the day we spoke about Chris Lewis uh, earlier in the week. Just remarkable, isn't it? You know, given his age and what he's done with Village Kid. But this horse, he, you know, he's no star, but he's got a damn good record. Hasn't he? Magnificent. He started short and bolted in there for Chris last week. Yeah, yeah. He's, he um, showed the gate speed necessary. He's gone low 153s around Gloucester Park. He's just won that. I would say that since he's come back from a spell, he's probably strengthened up and matured even more. And we're probably seeing him at his absolute best right now. So, uh if he keeps holding that form, he's going to be a horse, and he will be a horse that handles the free-for-all really well going forward because he's he's such a sniper. He's very versatile, but I think his main asset is his ability to sit on speed and run home. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do in the next six months or so. Matty, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend. We'll chat next week. Cheers, guys.